Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Hello, this is Ken Decker. And I'm Ryan Decker. And we're excited to be with you and welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, tips, thoughts, tools that we all need. We all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Today, Ryan, we're going to talk about the homesteading. We're going to consider, is it is more space required for gardening for the average person to start your homesteading journey. It's become mm-hmm. a really popular topic, especially, you know, YouTube seems to target. And because this is something <laughs> I'm passionate about, I feel like I get, you know, videos on homesteading and gardening and raised beds and, you know, so many topics. So today's going to be a bit of a, <laughs> a general, you know, well, overview. And I think that's you know, because you look at those items. Mm-hmm. So then, it knows it what knows. you're interested in and the Absolutely. algorithm is just firing videos because I don't get videos oh, on man. farming. I get like so many, <laughs> which is great because that's what I love. And as we talk about, you know, housing and um, what's required to kind of start this journey, why would you want to start this journey with the current climate and health? And there's so many reasons. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. Yeah. What got you interested in as a, are you a millennial? I don't know what I am. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> yeah. You know, as a, as a younger person, what, you know, you, you got into business and finance and then mm-hmm. you're, you're, uh, got into real estate, mm-hmm. real estate investing. You help a lot of our clients mm-hmm. with their projects, their, their homes, uh, buying investment properties, that kind of thing, renting out properties. Yeah. And then you even started buying investment properties mm-hmm. and building wealth through that. And then you decided to take to change. a so bit what, of a turn. What, what was the, the decision on the pivot there? Yeah. So the original pivot was my health wasn't great. I was really struggling with a, a lot of things. We won't go into that today, but something needed to shift. And one of those things was to get outside and get in the earth, get more. Um, and I know this is a weird word, but grounded. I mean, we always have shoes on. We're always indoors. We're in you know, climate controlled environments. And there's something about getting out there barefoot in the soil, you know, with, you know, your hands in the dirt, it it just does something, you know, God didn't create us with shoes on, he created (laughs) us in a garden. And I think Mm -hmm. going back to that has uh, huge benefits spiritually, emotionally and physically. Okay, so you felt a lot better since you've gotten into gardening. Yeah. And how did you get your start? Because you were in the city. Did you do any gardening when you when you had the house in the city? Uh, did I? No. When I lived in the city, I was quite young, no gardening at all. And then okay. when we moved to more country, we had about an acre. Um, we actually let our neighbors garden on our property because they had smaller lots. Mm-hmm. And so for free, we let them come and they could you know garden away and do their thing. And then when my we moved to a smaller house is actually when I started gardening. Okay, but it's interesting. Did you not have, when you bought that triplex, yeah. did you not have an asparagus patch? There was asparagus. There that, were currants. somebody else had planted. There were raspberries. Did you eat any of that? We did. 
Okay. We ate those, but we didn't start that journey. So someone started it for us and it was mm -hmm. awesome. And I remember when my kids were little, um, we had this path near our house to the library and my wife would walk the kids and there was all these berries every summer, um, raspberries, blackberries. And she would spend hours with the kids just picking berries for free down the the trail. Down the trail. Down the trail. Yeah. So I guess that was the first experience of the love of fresh, you know, produce mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. getting to experience that. Okay. And then, so then you moved, you said, to a smaller lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a third of an acre, you know. Okay. And what got you big. into doing stuff there? And, uh, well, my sister, who's heavy into gardening at this point, they decided to build some. That's Candace. That's Candace. That's Candace, Sorry, Candace Saint Louis, who's also a member of, the, on the team. of our team. Yeah. Um, your sister, my daughter. Yeah. And she heavily got into gardening. Heavily. And they invested in raised beds, but they bought their boxes too high. So they had to cut some of that metal. So with the scrap metal, I started my journey with raised beds. And uh -huh. uh, I had six the first year, eight the second year. Uh, four by 10 foot long beds for gardening. Okay. Which is a lot of space. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. need that much. Right. So if somebody was saying, hey, where, where could they get their start? Right. right. So, I mean, the start can be as simple as having one tomato plant on your balcony in a, a pot. Like mm -hmm. that, that can get your start, you know, getting your fresh vegetables. Um, if you're in like a condo or something, you can still get, you know, some of this fresh veg. Mm-hmm. And now you might be thinking, well, maybe I do want to maybe look at changing my property. And mm. so this would be a great time to have an annual equity uh, review of your property. And we would come in and give you an evaluation on your property. So you know how much equity is there, mm -hmm. but also whether it makes sense to, to move or just utilize the space you yeah. have. So we're talking homesteading, but homesteading has different levels, right? And yeah. you can take it to the extreme and we're not going to get into all that <laughs> little nitty gritty. The big um, nitty gritty. Yeah. What's so you you use raised beds? Yeah. So we started with raised beds. And what and, were you growing? Oh, I loved our tomatoes because they did phenomenally well. And what you'll find is, depending on the earth, depending on your sun, depending on what you're good at, um, certain vegetables and fruits will just do amazing for you. So strawberries do amazing for me. Uh, tomatoes do amazing for me. Um, and then certain years, like cabbage did amazing my first year. And since then I just get tons of bugs. So I stay away from cabbage unless I'm able to, to wrap it. I didn't answer your question at all. No, I got too excited. Well, you, so you tried a variety. I of tried things. a ton of things, shotgun approach, and then found the ones that worked really, really well for my right. family that we ate more of that we could uh, save in the freezer mm -hmm. longer. Um, yeah. And if you're interested in, you know, how to, what items to plant together, just yeah. Google it, right? Go on yeah, to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It tells you which plants thrive together. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we plant flowers mm -hmm. that that uh, repel bugs that like the vegetables that we're planting. So we put flowers and vegetables together. Yeah. And some vegetables, uh, they contaminate the soil for another type of vegetable. So you yeah. want to keep them apart. And so learning those few tricks and tips of the trade can really make a difference. Now, yeah, I love the raised beds. And we actually started doing gardening. Candace, mm -hmm. I think, started it all off. She started it all off. She got the ball rolling <laughs> yeah, with the raised she's beds. She's got a lot of uh, gardens. We have a couple raised gardens. Mm -hmm. And what I like is um, the oh, rabbits don't go in them. They don't go in them. It's <laughs> easier. You don't have to kneel down. You're not, you know, getting your face in the dirt. Like it's a lot easier and more comfortable with raised beds. 
That's true. Ours have a like a a five and a half inch sill on the mm-hmm. top. Yeah. So you can actually sit your your butt down on it as and, you're and weeding away. Pick the weeds, and I don't know. It just seems like they get less weeds when they're up there. So they definitely have less weed pressure. And the other thing with raised beds is you're able to create density of planting. And so there's no room for the the weeds to establish. Mm. What happens is when you have bare soil, the weeds just take off. And so having a raised bed, one, you're not getting the uh, roots in, Mm -hmm. but two, um, you're able to do more dense planting and have them kind of grow over the sides and you don't have that weed pressure. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I guess the question is, what can you do? Mm-hmm. With the space that you have existing so that you, you know, maybe you want to move, but maybe you don't want to move. Maybe you just want to dabble in it, get mm-hmm. get your, your. I was going to say your fingers wet, but your fingers dirty. Your fingers get into a little bit of, of soil. And we're honored to be positioning you to build wealth wisely because it's we're, it's about much more than just the money. We've created for you free access to over 367 Inside Track episodes on our YouTube channel, The Decker Team, that provide insight on real estate, insider tips, making house home, building wealth, and simply whole living. You get exactly what you need when you need it from the comfort of your home, office, or on the go. Now, Ryan, we've been talking about homesteading a little bit, Mm -hmm. and what we'd like to explore in this segment is your lifestyle of homesteading. What's what's it like? Who's mm. who's doing it? Is it a everybody age kind of thing, or right. is it mostly millennials, younger Gen, Gen Zs that are doing it? What's what's catching on? You watch lots of YouTube I videos, lot, yeah. So I would say, and I'm not so good with you know millennials. I can't <laughs> remember, but roughly, you know, the age between thirty. And probably 45 is where I see a lot of people starting to move towards wanting to homestead. And when I say homestead, I don't just mean a garden. I mean like buy a farm where they can have some cows and chicken and sheep and try and get that whole picture where they're looking after. So more all hobby farmish. <sighs> but they're not yeah. selling things. So it's not really a hobby farm per se. It's more for their home. So it depends right. on how you look at it. But That's yeah. what I call a hobby farm. Okay. Because once you start commercializing it, you're not. Yeah. It's not really a hobby anymore, right? If right. You're, if you're selling products and mm-hmm. and whatever, so you're moving towards. The so yeah, farming more side. more hobby farm homestead. It, it's kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they can be linked. Okay. But there's lots of things you can do to homestead without having you know five acres or three acres or whatever. Right. Um, but if you do want to go that route, I, I find a lot more. Yeah. And I have seen other people, you know, 50, 60 or like, we're, we're retired. Let's, let's go do this homestead yeah, thing. Let's go do it. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my first clients actually, uh, like 10, 11 years ago. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. And we recently, well, recently, probably a year and a bit ago, helped a, a young couple with um, three children, four children. They needed mm-hmm. a place that had an in-law suite because their dad was going to be staying with them. And then they also wanted the... Um, the land so they could have a few chickens mm-hmm. and initially they wanted farm farm and they yeah. were looking at farms that were like because they were thinking of having goats and mm-hmm. cows and all this kind of stuff but they ended up in a country estate on five acres mm-hmm. which allows you to do a little bit but not not, not everything but it does allow you i have mm-hmm. uh friends of mine they're just outside of ottawa and they have a five acre and they call it a mini ranch um and they are doing everything from pigs 
cows, sheep. Really? On five acres? Yeah. But they're outside the, the they're proper outside city of Ottawa. Ottawa. Yeah. And when it's I say outside. proper city, I'm talking like the the amalgamated city Correct. of Ottawa. They're so right they don't out. have the same zoning. They're in a municipality right. and not in the city And so of that's a very important piece because yeah. I know uh, when you were looking, you were checking what's the zoning requirement, especially if you're going to have dogs or mm-hmm. you want to run a kennel or something like that. Different mis- municipalities had different rules yeah. on spacing and size. And-, and it was crazy, the differences. Like some of them said, you know, you just need two acres or you need to be 200 feet from, you know, a neighboring house. And other ones, you had to be like uh, five, a thousand feet or something from a neighboring house, which means even at a hundred acre property or whatever, we had to be like way at the back and we couldn't be anywhere near the house um, to get away. And that mm-hmm. was in a municipality, so it was actually stricter than the city, city of Ottawa. The city was. of Ottawa. So you know, depending on what you want to do, it's very, very important to look at the zoning and what you're allowed to do there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's great. Now, how has homesteading affected your lifestyle, your family's lifestyle? What, what yeah. kind of changes are you seeing? So we found that when we go outside as adults to go work on the garden and, you know, water it, the kids are engaged to come out and be a part of that process. So it's not like, oh, kids, come off the TV and let's, you know, it's they want to come out. They want to be a part of the journey. Um, And also, like, they'll go out and they'll pick vegetables and fruit. And sometimes my plants will get picked clean before they're ripe because my son just (laughs) loves it. So I have to plant extra plants knowing that he's just going to ravage my garden. So does he Um, eat it or does he just love harvesting? No, no, he eats it. He eats it. He'll just sit out there and just eat everything. And it's like he'll skip meals because he's eaten so much <laughs> fruit and veggies from the garden, um, which is really healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's it's been really wonderful health wise, but also bonding just as a family, teaching skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we have clients who have actually bought properties specifically so they could homeschool their kids on the property and teach them all these skills that just are being lost with time. Okay, and that's part of homesteading for some people yeah. is actually homeschooling as yep. well. And I've always, like, where I am, I can't have chickens. Right. And I've always loved the idea, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes you love the idea, but maybe you don't love the work <laughs> of having some laying hens yeah. and, and protecting them because there are predators that like to eat chickens. Mm-hmm. Like a neighbor's dog. That can happen. <laughs> a neighbor's dog or a, uh, you know, fox or, or coyote coyotes. Or There's whatever. all kinds of animals yeah. around. We see trails in the, in the snow all the time around our house. So, so zero waste is one of the homesteading kind of. Right. Um, so if we're going to, if we're going to go and start homesteading where we are, let's say we're, we're in a condo or we're in a mm-hmm. little townhouse with a little square. Mm-hmm of grass in the back some people end up making it all stone and it, it yeah. becomes hard landscaping because they don't want anything to do yeah um but what kind of things can we do to start our homesteading journey, journey? so i mean very basic things you can do is uh get a clothesline dry your clothes in the summer mm-hmm. um, so you're not paying that utility bill to uh, dry your clothes Right. So that's a very simple way. Um, if you have some extra tomatoes or even if you don't grow tomatoes, but, you know, during the harvesting season, usually crops in the even the grocery store are a lot less. Right. So you could go buy a ton of tomatoes and make chilies for the whole winter. And then at a very low cost, you're able to provide healthy, you know, somewhat fresh meals the whole winter. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And I think composting is yeah. now a lot of people have their green box yeah. and uh, and they just come and they take it away and they which is awesome. You know, the city takes it away and they compost it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going to homestead, you need that compost, right, you for your land. For compost your- is like the best thing for your garden. So a lot of people start out with bringing in soil and earth and they have an amazing garden. But then within three years, they've kind of stripped that nutrients. And then mm-hmm. they either have to go buy, you know, compost and put it on their gardens. Or if you'd been using your green bin instead of, uh, sorry, not using your green bin, but keeping your compost and composting it down, um, you can have some of the richest uh, compost for free. Yeah, because one of the things that uh, you did for us is, mm-hmm. first of all, you built for, I think it was Yetta's birthday, you bought you built a, yeah. a, a raised garden bed for us. And so that started our journey. And then raised one beds. year you uh, you gave us a big uh, composting bin, one mm-hmm. of those black bins. So now we compost in that instead of the green box, which always bugged me because it always stinks when you go to take it out. <laughs> but for some reason, the composting bin doesn't really stink. Yeah, there's a couple of reasons. Do you ever put your grass clippings in there? Sometimes. So if you put grass clippings or leaves or anything like that on top of your food waste, it'll actually kill all the smell. Mm. And so there's things you can do in order to have a healthy compost that has no uh, no odor. Yeah. And, you know, if you're gardening and sometimes I go, well, it's so expensive. I got to go buy compost. I got to mm-hmm. go buy soil. I got to go buy seeds or seedlings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but the beauty is when you're making your own compost mm-hmm. and your your vegetables and stuff grow bigger, better, healthier. Um, but I did find uh, shrimp compost was amazing. Yeah, you've for, done well for, with shrimp compost. You the, have. Yeah. So sometimes homesteading is uh, solar, you know, get yeah. solar. It's reducing your footprint. Now, Julia Childs. Do you know who Julia Child is? She's, she's a cook anyways. She made a cookbook. <laughs> She said, you don't have to cook fancy or complicated masterpieces, just good food from fresh ingredients. And together, we're clarifying your options because when your options are clear, your wisdom will flow. We at the Decker team have enjoyed for over 35 years helping people, not only selling and buying real estate, also helping people build their finances, helping people build their self-worth helping people build their faith, and helping people strengthen, heal, and flourish in their relationships. 35 years of helping people build their life and their home. And today, we're going to discover what are the true benefits of homesteading. And I'm talking Mm. with Ryan Decker, my son, who's really gotten passionate and Mm. involved in homesteading. And and he will uh, pick up the phone and Cheer my ear off for yeah. a half an hour, an hour if I let him <laughs> Whenever to I talk get. <laughs> about farming. And uh, I just love going over and helping him on the yeah. on the homestead and Very grateful doing do. things. It's, it's nice to use your hands sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. So, Ryan, what are the benefits of homesteading that you've found? You've been really into it for probably the last year. Yeah, but so also I went renovating from like, the farmhouse. Right, <laughs> the farmhouse took a lot. We went from kind of enjoying you know gardens and uh, dogs and being outside and in a you know couple hours a day kind of thing to then moving to more homesteading to then almost farmers so we're kind of on that cusp of so you went from about a three-quarter acre lot to 
uh, 18 acres roughly or 16 yeah, just acres? over 18 yeah. just over 18 acres okay yep. and you can do a lot on 18 oh, acres I mean, can you ever and i mean it, it depends on you know what you want to accomplish but you can do a lot even on five acres 10 acres you know your mm-hmm. your land um will also dictate what you can do but it'll also drive you to new things it's very interesting how being in that environment causes me to want to do things i had no desire for before Right. Okay. And so the, you're talking about the land now, the, the mm-hmm. quality of the soil, whether it's sandy loam yeah. or, or rocky or Yeah, clay the space, or- the air, the trees. Like if we had forests, we could do pasture raised, or not pasture raised, sorry, forest raised pigs, but mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of wood lots. So now pasture raised chickens and sheep and cows is a better option for us. Mm-hmm. So your land and what you're buying, there, there's so many different options. Right. Getting the best out of the land. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I've seen a change in you in the last year and your, yeah. your, um, your health, your energy, mm-hmm. your, um, you know, and it, what's kind of neat is you can do this as well as your job. Yeah. You don't have to, you're not a hundred percent a farmer. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's a passion. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. You're so excited to, it. you, you know, you don't have to go out and do things because there's lots of things to do. At yeah. Home. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting, like vacations and stuff, we can still do them. We have someone who can uh, take over for the farm when we're gone, but there's, you don't really want them as much because you're so happy and pleased with where you are and where you're headed. And it's just a very different experience. Right. Now for most people, the winter, if yeah. you're doing homesteading is a tougher space to to Not do things winter. but this winter's been awesome. it's been super mild <laughs> but you also have a large outbuilding which yes. you've, you've now renovated yeah and okay tell them what you're going to put in there you want to know <laughs> so in our outbuilding we are putting in quail a lot of quail and um we've insulated it and we've created some really cool designs to give these quail an amazing life um, very, very healthy for them as well as people who Tell us a little eggs. bit about that because what did you research what quail like to do? Yeah, so when we researched quail, a lot of them are still kept in battery cages. Uh, and I don't want to get too far into detail, which is really sad to me. Um, but their number one thing that they love is dust baths. They go in there and they fluff up. It cleans their feathers and uh, mental health for them. It's incredible. And not wanting to take that away from them, on a fairly large scale, we had to design something that wasn't designed yet. So we have designed and we're starting to replicate on, not mass, but about 48 of them, um, dust baths that self-clean every day through gravity and the eggs roll out. And so you still have all the benefits of um, cages without the negatives. So mm-hmm. learning to you know, create things for the animal and I think as humans, we forget that we, we live in a house in a box and we forget that there's things that feed our soul and, you know, the way God designed us, like getting outside in the garden. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm turning this back to the homesteading thing where, you know, we also need to be developing our infrastructure in our lives to really bless us instead mm-hmm. of it being, you know, dreary in the winter. What can right. you do to add? Right. So on your homestead, you did some... Uh, you created tractors. No, yeah. they call them tractors. But yeah, they're-, <laughs> they're they're really not a tractor. I think it's uh yeah, it's basically a mini barn that you can pull along um, the field, so the chickens get fresh grass every day, and they're never in their uh, manure for more than a day, which is not typical for farm animals. So mm-hmm. learning these uh, practices, there, there's so many of them, and they've been around forever, um, but 
bringing them so, back. So when you do a, a meat bird, you yeah. you move those birds every day onto fresh yeah, once grass. Once to twice a day, yeah. And then they're they're eating the bugs and the, mm-hmm. and the grass and the, yeah. and the and I noticed like a couple of weeks after where they had been, yeah, the grass is perfect. It's so perfect. I mean, <laughs> the first couple of days it's manure; it's pretty gross. But after that, the manure soaks into the the soil, and you're getting you know so many nutrients that have been missing um, from all these chemical fertilizers and different things that we add to lawns and grasses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it revitalizes the soil and the earthworms and, you know, creates just so much life. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to continue this conversation mm-hmm. that we're having, um, fire us an email and become part of our community, the Decker Team community. Send a message to together at deckerteam.com. And we'd love to continue the conversation. Maybe we'll send you some links to some uh, some podcasts, some, yeah. some uh, blogs that we've written um and ryan is just passionate about this so if you think hey maybe i'd like to buy a little hobby farm and get mm-hmm. into this ryan's your guy to find you a yeah, place we'll, we'll look we'll He's find amazing. you the right one for you yeah and for me i found there is pride like this mm. last couple of years we've been using the the raised garden we just added another one this year garlic is one of the things we love growing mm-hmm. and because we can easily store it and use it all year yeah um but winter keepers, Candace introduced me to winter keeper tomatoes. And this last January was we ate, we had company and we put on the salad um, tomato. And that tomato came from our garden and it had lasted from mm-hmm. the fall till January. So there's all kinds of different produce that has different life cycles, right? Yeah. Like you, squashes and things have long life mm-hmm. cycle and that kind of thing. So what other ways can you, you talked about, um, sp- uh, not spaghetti, but you can do spaghetti sauce, but you did uh, chilies. Yeah. With I your excess chilies. tomatoes, you brew up big batches mm-hmm. and then you freeze it in quantities. What other ways can you keep food for the rest of the winter? So there's a few that are fairly cost effective, like freezing. You know, you already have a freezer, just chop it up. You may need to uh, blanch. Uh, blanch it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was going to say boil, but that you blanch it um, and it'll last longer. Uh, some people can. Some people mm-hmm. freeze dry, which is a more expensive and um, time consuming to get mm-hmm. into. But there, there's so many benefits to different well, I think Candice gives us some uh, chilies, right? Little yeah. red chili peppers that she yep. freeze dries or no, air she, dries those. Yeah. And so then those are great. You just throw them in, a, in a stew yeah. or whatever and the flavors come back out. Um, yeah, and your kids are loving this, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not eating as much processed food. Yeah, and there's something different with a, a garden vegetable. It just hits different in your stomach. Mm-hmm. It, it feels fuller, more... Just something just more there, right. something grown in the earth. Right. And when you get to be a part of that and your kids get to be a part of it, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So what can you do where you are right now? And we're grateful that you joined us on Life's Inside Track because when we move forward together, together, we got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.